When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why are wired? Why are we here? Why are we even here? What is the point? What are we doing? Why? It should be wavered why. Why wavered? Why wire? Why, why, why waver wired? There's nobody available that I want. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. What happened? Oh, Devon A. Chain went nuclear on schedule, right? You already picked him up. Everyone already picked him up. In fact, he was already rostered in 50% of leagues anyway. Right, so even super casual leagues knew to grab Devon A. Chain or people drafted him and held on to him because, of course, you want to hold on to a super explosive running back operating in a stretch zone running scheme by a disciple of Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. So congratulations on uh, your your Devon A. Chain. If he's available, 100%. 100%. My priority right now is getting Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller is an underrated receiver. He's super explosive. Yes, Alvin Kamara is coming back, but, 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 but. The beauty is if Kendra Miller is still available, I know you picked him up last week, you picked up A-Chain, you picked up Kendra Miller, congratulations, but in certain leagues where he hasn't been picked up, he's not going to be as expensive in the fab bidding because there's this perception that, oh, Alvin Kamara is returning. He split the touches with Tony Jones. Now, he's just getting ramped up, man. It's going to be a thunder and lightning situation with Kamara and Kendra Miller. Jameis Winston looks like an upgrade for this offense. Kendra Miller has serious touch on upside, and he had one of the better prospect profiles in the NFL draft. He's the hero we need. And the beauty is you'll need to put down like 10, 15% of your fab budget if he's available because he didn't produce in a game where everyone was playing him in DFS. That's a recipe for value on the waiver wire. Matt Breed is still available because it was like, oh, is it going to be Breed? Is it going to be Brightwell? What's it going to be? Breed at 80% snap share. So it's going to be Breed again this week. Barkley says he wants to play. It's a high ankle sprain. He's not going to play. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's high ankle fucked. Saquon Barkley's not going to be himself until week 10. Okay, that's breaking news. That's We should break that news. I think that's, bra- I think that's officially breaking. We can break that news. <laughs> Yeah, Barkley's going to be a mess still week 10. Yeah, that's 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 the high ankle sprain. My guess is he'll be back week six. So now we have Matt Breda for two weeks. 
So two weeks of Matt Breida, what is that worth to you? What is two weeks of Matt Breida? A running back on the worst team with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Man, Evan Neal. It's like, oh, Evan Neal's going to take a step forward this year. Maybe. Maybe not. Right? Now they are at home this week against Seattle. So that's good. That's that's the best uh, situation that uh, a Giants running back would find themselves in this year. It's too bad Barkley's not going to be there for that game, right? And then week five, week five, they're at the Dolphins. Wow. So maybe the offensive line, the offensive coordinator can learn some lessons about how to run the ball when they go at Miami. There's going to be a lot of negative game script there. They're going to be getting blown out at Miami week five. So Matt Breed is not going to be much use. But for this week, though, for this week, as a flex option, those that might need a running back, I would I would dabble. I would put a little teeny tiny bit 5% of your budget maybe on Matt Breda this is two weeks this is not a league winning situation this is not a good use of your funds but if you need help 5% Matt Breda fine that's it we've exhausted anyone that can help us this week from the waiver wire that's that's the list this is what I'm talking about that's that's embarrassing but I there's so there's many others that I want to stash though there's a bunch of stash candidates a ton ton of stash candidates at running back who could be the next Jerome Ford. The next Jerome Ford is out there, and we're going to lay them out after this. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, 
all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That's right. 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 Stash time. Stash time. And I'm going to give you a stash that no one's talking about. Here's a stash that no one's talking about for your fantasy team, for your bench. Latavius Murray. Latavius, the timeless Latavius Murray. We're talking about <laughs> on the Top 10 Takeaway Show. You can go to our YouTube channel. Just look for the, the live tab. You can see the Top 10 Takeaway Show yesterday. We identified multiple Frank Gores, right? We, we There's explosive Frank Gore, uh, Raheem Mostert. There's the Frank Gore of wide receivers, uh, Keenan Allen, right? And uh, there's also the, the big, hulking, pseudo all-purpose running back in his early 30s who just doesn't stop and is going to play forever and teams love to bring in for leadership and the fact that he understands the playbook and he is always in the right place. Remember, this player, this running back, was widely viewed as an upright runner who had bad vision and was not going to be in the league very long because he was taking huge hits he had lower body injuries, but he did give you these breakaway runs now and then for the Raiders. Right? This was not the type of player that plays into his 30s. Like Everything you knew about Latavius Murray in his early 20s told you he would be out of the league by age 28. And then he wasn't. And then he's just hanging around. Hanging around. But what? What does he have? What does he and, and Raheem Mostert have in common? They started off with 90th percentile speed. So they could lose fast twitch muscle fiber into their 30s and still be fast enough for the league, right? That's what Le'Veon Bell did not have. Le'Veon Bell did not have, and I'm also stashing Pierre Strong still. I said stash Pierre Strong last week. They did bring in Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was the 1B, the the distant, wait, well, 2B, really. The distant 2B to the 1A. The true 1A, the bell cow in Cleveland, Jerome Ford. And the only reason Pierre Strong was getting touches because it was a blowout in the second half. Hunt rotating in, but he's clearly not vintage Kareem Hunt. There's no juice left. Pierre Strong is a lot more juice than Kareem Hunt. So for that reason, continue to stash Pierre Strong. over. Like if I'm picking a stash, I'm going to stash Hunt second to Pierre Strong. And I'm not even going to bother with Hunt at all. But Latavius Murray, he started as a much faster running back than Kareem Hunt. So it makes sense that now he's in his 30s. He's taking great care of his body. You know, he's just hammering that squat rack. And lo and behold, here he is. Here he is. And Damian Harris came into the league with very little speed. And Damian Harris has been leaking athleticism for the last couple of years. And it's looking like Murray is the true RB2 in Buffalo. He technically out-touched Damian Harris last week because he's more involved in the passing game. He's a better receiver than Damian Harris. I care about the best offenses. I want great running games. I want offenses going to score a lot of points, right? But you look at San Francisco, okay, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, but most people have him stashed already. So what, what does that do, right? There's not, not that many great offenses, right? Everyone has A-Chain and they have Mostert. There just aren't a lot of choices, right? Gainwell is rostered as well as Swift. So if you go down through a bunch of rosters around the league, 
where there's a lot of points being scored. Joshua Kelly's on the... It's a, there's, there's not a lot of options, right? Zach Charbonnet's rostered. Go down the board of all the offenses around the league that are scoring a lot of points with his touchdown upside. Buffalo's the one place where you can find a guy with an all-purpose skill set with the requisite size and just enough speed on the right offense where if James Cook misses games, Latavius Murray is going to be someone you are starting. He is going to have like a you know 40% roster percentage on, in DFS that week, that first week that he's the starter. Devin Singletary as well. Now, Devin Singletary is not explosive, okay? and uh, But... He did get a bunch more touches this week than Latavius Murray did. He technically outrushed even Damian Pierce. I'm trading for Damian Pierce. I want Damian Pierce. So let me just get this straight. I want Damian Pierce. He's already rostered. Why do I want Damian Pierce? Why do I want Devin Singletary stashed? Houston's offense is the real deal, and their offensive line is only going to get healthier. So whatever, however you feel about Devin Singletary's talent, I want the guy on that offense. Just like Rico Doddle. Like, Rico Doddle's another guy I'm stashing because we know Dallas to be a quality running game. I don't know what the hell is wrong with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott also, he's the big faller in our quarterback dynasty rankings on Player Profiler. Like I have always viewed Dak Prescott as having the ceiling of that guy we saw in 2020 with a 28 fantasy points per game. And now we're in 2023. And it's over. Like, it's it's not happening. Like, that's not in his range of outcomes any longer. Top five quarterback in any given year is just not something Dak Prescott's going to deliver. He doesn't have the arm strength, doesn't have the mobility any longer, or the willingness to run any longer to deliver top five fantasy quarterbacks. So then now you have to move him down into this other area. So he's dropping a tier. But yet, Rico Doddle is moving up a tier. Rico Doddle is the one-for-one handcuff. No one else is getting touches. There's not a Patrick Taylor. There's not a Cordell Patterson. There's nothing else there, right? You know, Oh, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn's not getting any usage, okay? Rico Doddle is. Rico Doddle is, you know, 210 pounds, giving that four or five speed. Like, he just, he has enough across the board so it, to inject him into that offense and him to put up RB2 numbers, if, and it won't happen, it, it better not happen, Pollard misses games, but Doddle is a mustache. He's the best stash of all. Doddle's the best stash, then Singletary, then Latavius Murray. I'm still stashing Chuba Hubbard because that's one of the rare cases where the RB2 is better than the RB1 on his team. He's better than Sanders. Okay, Sean Tucker is a stash because he's technically an all-purpose back. And he's got the clear number two job. Like he's kind of like a, he's a lesser Rico Doddle, right? He's a lesser Rico Doddle. Rico Doddle, 0.5. That is Sean Tucker. I'm not that interested in a guy like Tajay Spears because the Titans offense is atrocious, right? I'd rather stash Travion Williams because I, I at least have some confidence that the Bengals offense is going to turn itself around, right? There's no turning around the Titans offense. But Derrick Henry, another big faller. I don't know how the way this is what this is what we do. To salvage the waiver wired show, we will talk about Dynasty. <laughs> what? Right? Why not? So big droppers in the Dynasty rankings this week. 
you know, talking to Dario, talking to Theo, talking to Evan, our our wizard intern who who helps us with, with so many things with the, with the projections, three year projections, three year. It, Tajay Spears, you know, what good is it, right? What, what good is he this year, right? He's going to be on a team that can't score any points. And Derrick Henry's also on that team. So Derrick Henry has to, at age 28, doesn't necessarily come down. Derrick Henry also, is it just me? And this is not analytical at all. Warning, 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 warning. This is a a, a, a game-watching-based take. Does Derrick Henry look bloated? Derrick Henry looks bloated and sluggish. To be 250 pounds, you have to have every single last fast twitch muscle fiber available to you. So when he starts to lose a little bit of that explosiveness, it's just jarring. It's so much more evident that he just can't quite move laterally the way he wants to, doesn't have the explosiveness that he did. It's just he looks... I, I could be wrong, right? I, I Maybe maybe there's, you know, the, the uh, miles per hour being tracked with the chips in the shoulder pads and, oh, no, 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 Derrick Henry, his top speed is, is faster than it was last year. Maybe. This is an eye test, warning eye test. Derrick Henry looks sluggish. Derrick Henry's dust. I'll just say it. Derrick Henry's dust. Even if he's dust, Tajay Spears, not that interesting because the offense. And uh, there's a running back there named Julius Chestnut who's going to get a lot of the between the tackles work anyway. Should something happen to Derrick Henry? Not that it matters because that offense is so bad. The offensive line's awful. So you got the Titans and the, and the Giants, right? There were some expectations. There were some reasonable expectations for these two teams this year. I had no expectations for the Titans. I thought they could finish last, and they, it looks like they very well could. And I had much higher expectations for the Giants, though I will, I will say at no point was I touting Daniel Jones. I needed to see another year of Daniel Jones. It's, can we just see another year of Daniel Jones to make sure this is real? Is that, is that too much to ask? Turns out for a lot of people it was too much to ask. They were all, they were all in on Daniel Jones. So everyone that was all in on Daniel Jones... That was a sucker move. That was a sucker move. I think you all knew it. At the wide receiver position, there's a clear and present potential stud receiver, an alpha on a, a super prolific offense. He's a rookie. He was at the Senior Bowl. He was good at the Senior Bowl. It, you probably you know who I'm going to say, right? I mean, if we're talking about newly minted prolific offenses, if I like Devin Singletary, I think you know who I'm about to say, right? I'm, you know, let's all say it together. Everybody, on the count of three, let's say this rookie wide receiver together. Three, two, one. Rashi Rice! <laughs> Rashi Rice is the primary option after Travis Kelsey. And this is underreported. He's only been rostered in like 30% of fantasy leagues so far. Now, I know that's most fantasy leagues we're in. I get it, everybody. I get it. But it's worth scouring your leagues to make sure Rashi Rice is rostered everywhere because he's the number one. He's the number one wide receiver. Now, he and Sky Moore are getting similar usage, but Rashi Rice is the rookie. So every week that goes by, Rashi Rice is going to be more likely to develop his skill set and improve because he's in year two, right? So he's only, you know, he's only had three games in his NFL career, Sky Moore has like 23, right? So every incremental game by percentage 
means a lot more to the development of Rashi Rice than it does Sky Moore. So for that reason, I'm now all in on Rashi Rice. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I also still like Sky Moore. See, the thing is, Patrick Mahomes, he can support three receivers. Kelsey, Rice, Moore, but Rice, 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 baby. Rice, Rice, baby. Rice, Rice, baby. Right? Y'all think this is like a big, uh, you know, big classic rock show, right? And the next thing you know, it's it's 90s, early 90s hip-hop. Can you even call that hip-hop? I don't think, can you call Vanilla Ice hip-hop? Can you? That seems, doesn't, when, as I say it, it sounds wrong. So I don't think you can say it. I don't think, I think it's wrong. I, I just think it's wrong. I think you, you I shouldn't say you can't say, you can say it, but you can say it wrongly. I think it's just pop music. I think he's just straight up pop music. Rice, Rice, baby. Rice, and then, yes, and then clearly Tank Dell. You want Tank Dell. Though he's 5'4", he's so tiny, and yet he's explosive. He was the best receiver at the Senior Bowl. Remember, there was a bunch of good receivers at the Senior Bowl, some very solid receivers at the Senior Bowl. Puka Nakua, solid, very good, right? Michael Wilson, very good. Quickest feet, super impressive. Jaden Reed, amazing, right? But technically, technically, the guy that was the most productive, that was most targeted at the Senior Bowl was Tank Dell, right? It was Tank Dell and Jaden Reed. They were the stars. And then you've got the other guys, Rice, Mingo, I suppose, I I guess Mingo, it was reported to me, though I was there, that Mingo performed well. I didn't see it, right? But certainly Nakua in his one practice was good. Rice was solid, but it was really Tank Dell and 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 Jaden Reed, Michael Wilson. I don't know if I had to rank them. If I had to rank the, the Senior Bowl, I would say it was a tie at the top, Dell and Reed, because they were on different teams, right? You had the North and the South, so you have, or the East and the West. No, it's the North and the South. So you had to do a tie with Dell and Reed, and then Michael Wilson, and then Puka Nakua, and then Rashi Rice. Top five receivers from the Senior Bowl. Right there. Boom. Off the dome. But Tank Dell. Why Tank Dell? Because C.J. Stroud. That's why. It's not a, It's not as much a Tank Dell take as a C.J. Stroud take. He's going to have... He clearly needs a primary option. It's not Nico Collins. It could be Nico this week. I like Nico. I think Nico's a buy low. Because I, I still need to see more from Tank Dell. After three weeks, I need to see more. I'm just that guy that needs to see a little more than most people. So I need to see more, but I'm clearly bidding on Tank Dell. The problem is we're talking about 5% of your fab budget, right? We have a hard cap of 5% on wide receivers because there's so many. Every week there's a whole new crop, tons of guys. And then at running back, what we just saw, there's never any good ones available. And when there is, you better have as many fab dollars saved as possible. So, So leaking fab money every week nibbling on receivers is bad process. So we just have a hard cap. We're not going to go at any higher than 5% of our fab budget. I would go 5% on Rashi Rice. I would go 5% on Tank Dell, though. He's not really going to be attainable for that that amount of money. Let someone else have him and then go acquire Nico Collins. That would be my advice. That's my real-life advice. Let someone else overbid on Tank Dell. You go get Nico Collins. Stash John Mechie. This is an offense you want exposure to. Unless it's Dalton Schultz. I still can't. 
Dalton Schultz just isn't good, so it's tough. And neither is Josh Palmer, but Josh Palmer is the number two, the number two receiver. The number two is really Gerald Everett. Like, let's not bury the lead. This Mike Williams injury helps Gerald Everett and Keenan Allen the most. And then secondarily, Josh Palmer, he's going to be on the field even more. And then, yes, Quinton Johnston, but I need to see more from Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston in a number three receiver role with Eckler coming back. And then, of course, you have Gerald Everett, a quality receiver. He's still like the number five option. My, oh, they're going to use him in a downfield role. Ooh, down, ooh, wow, downfield. Ooh, wow. Good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. Quinton Johnson's good at bubble screens and then breaking tackles. He can catch a bubble screen and he can break a tackle. Asking him to catch a ball downfield is asking for uh, a feat of impossibility. So that's uh, good luck with that, everybody. Good luck. I could tell like the coaches were like, yeah, we've got to use uh, Quinton Johnston downfield now more in the Mike Williams role. Because they know, they know what's going to happen. They know, they know how it's going to turn out. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not running out to stash Quinton Johnston. I think that that was probably obvious. But yes, Josh Palmer certainly. Josh Palmer, yeah. And the presence of Quinton Johnston makes Josh Palmer even easier to attain. So that's why I like it. That's why, that's why, why, why overbid on a Tank Dell when Josh Palmer could easily outproduce him. Tyler Boyd too. Tyler Boyd is a quality receiver. And last time I checked, T. Higgins has only been dropping passes and getting injured. That's his specialty. Fantasy production, like that one week of T. Higgins, he has that one week of fantasy production, then every other week it's just dropping passes and, and, and getting injured. That's his specialty. So that's another player where we need to have a serious conversation for Dynasty. What do we do with T. Higgins? Because he is a fake alpha that we've talked about for many years, but we've still had him ranked with other receivers that produce at his level in a fantasy points per game in his age group. But now it's getting to the point where it's like, he's just super, super fake and really not someone you want in dynasty and run and hide. And it's should be a surprise to nobody. If Tyler Boyd continues to produce these next few weeks. See, this is why this is why you don't spend up on wide receiver because a Tyler Boyd, giving you 10 targets next week, is available. Tutu Atwell is the number one receiver for the Rams. And I say that because he outsnapped the who shall not be named, who dudded out. He didn't dud out. He, he salvaged his week, right? I think that Puka salvaged his week. Congratulations with that, that, that garbage time catch at the end, salvaging the week. But it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Tutu Atwell was the snap leader a week ago, and he was the fantasy points leader in that passing game this past week. He's also going to outproduce Puka Nakua when Cooper Cup returns. This is something that I reported to you last week, and you continue to stash Tutu Atwell. Again, Tutu Atwell is not any someone that is, is, is being sought after, right? It's the Rams offense. The Rams offense apparently are who we thought they were, finally. Like, this is why... I've never been, oh, got to get Atwell. Oh, got to get Puka Nakua. Because this is the offense I thought we were getting. We'll see. Now we're really going to see this week. This week is going to be very interesting. Oh, I'm interested. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be glued to this Rams-Colts. Right? Rams-Colts going to be very interesting. Now, it's also probably going to be a productive game for everyone on the outside. For Van Jefferson, 
for Pukunakua, whoever's outside. I don't know. Depends. We'll see. They Sean McVay likes to mix it up, who he plays in the slot. You can't really play Tutu Atwell in the slot full-time because there are certain plays where you need someone who can block in the slot, so they they you know they'll they'll motion you know a Van Jefferson into the slot and they'll motion a, an Atwell out of the slot. So we'll see, we'll see. But I, I think we're I think we're probably going to get a productive game from Stafford and uh, more production from Puka and Atwell this coming week. So this will be fun. It'll be fun. But if not, though. Right, we expect it. This is a weak secondary, especially with weak outside corners in Indianapolis. If we don't get it, though, right? If we—that's the thing. It is a road game for the Rams. So if we don't get it, if the Rams' offense flames out at Indianapolis, I'm going to be very happy because my priors, my assumptions, will be vindicated. My assumptions from two weeks ago. So this is what I'm doing. Instead of just cheering for football, instead of just rooting for athletic stud performances instead of getting excited about what these athletes can deliver on Sunday. Instead, what I'm doing, think about how sick it is what I'm doing. Think about how sick it is, sick and twisted. This is where I'm going to be watching the Rams, the Rams Colts game of all games in week four, hoping that the Rams don't produce so that my assumptions about the Rams' offense from three weeks ago can be vindicated. That is disgusting. I should be ashamed of myself. That is gross. That's it's what I do. Jaden Reed, we talked about Jaden Reed. He's going to get dropped. Everyone's like, oh, Romeo Dobbs is the guy. Then it's going to be Watson. It's going to be Watson and Dobbs. Not so fast. Jaden Reed will outproduce Romeo Dobbs this year. Keep Jaden Reed rostered. Pick him up if he becomes available. Pick up DJ Chark. See, this is, again, you get an explosive downfield playmaker who can deliver a spike week. You have Jonathan Mingo concussed. You have Chark already commanding a big target share in week three. What do you think is going to happen in week four? Right now, we have it's going to be the Vikings in week four. Right? The Vikings at home? If you're going to stream anyone this week, it's going to be DJ Chark. And he's, but everyone's, you know, been so conditioned to not believe that DJ Chark can string together more than one quality game that I know fantasy gamers are not going to pick him up. But, but again, why am I not running out and spending up for Tank Dell? Because Chark at home against the Vikings this week with Mingo concussed. That's why. Don't spend up on wide receiver. Period. Ever. 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 I mean, if you disagree with this. Let me know in the chat. I'm here. I'm here. Let chat. Let me know. Let me know, chat. Why? Why? Give me the case, right? Lay it out to me, your thesis for why someone needs to spend 25% of their budget this week on Tank Dell with DJ Chark available for 2% of whatever budget you have. Tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know. Interested to know, right? called opportunity cost the concept the overarching concept of what i'm saying is opportunity cost and i'm seeing a lot of crickets in the chat right now there's a lot of crickets right mm, yeah surprised mm, surprised that there's nothing in there nothing in the chat to defend the 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 heavy receiver bidding that i always see recommended wrongly across this industry That's what I thought. That's what I thought. 
That's what trust the process. Trust, trust in the process, people. There's more. Oh, oh, but there's yes, there's more. There's more wide receivers. Josh Downs, right? Josh Downs going against the Rams at home. Josh Downs soaking up a lot of targets. He's not Michael Pittman, but he's the clear number two. It's not Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, see, not that good. See, Alec Pierce, a situational field stretcher, which is what I said he was all along, which is what he always has been all along. Josh Downs is the type of receiver that can command targets. He's like a he's like a a lighter, lesser version of Devontae Smith. That's the, in, I mean, talk about high praise, right? That's Josh Downs. So there's another guy that can flat out play. He's highly available on the waiver wire. He's got a nice little matchup coming up. Could be a sneaky shootout. I hope it's not for my priors from a couple weeks ago, as you know. But it's possible. It's possible. So, I mean, let's just check in. Let's let's go back and remind ourselves. So, last week against Baltimore, Josh Downs, 12 targets. Now, 57 yards because he's not that athletic. He's not that big. So, of course, his yards per target is going to be low. But technically, he out-targeted... Michael Pittman, and almost doubled the target share of Alec Pierce. It's time to get excited about Josh Downs. He's moving up in Dynasty also. Okay, Other guys you can stash, Jamison Williams is available. I don't like Jamison Williams, but if he's available on that offense, given what you know we've seen from Khalif Raymond already and Josh Reynolds, you better stash Jamison Williams. Marvin Mims, he gave you the yardage again this, year, this week in the, the massive blowout garbage time horror show but he is still behind Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy the Broncos offense is not not anything you want to be investing in so it's hard for me to get behind Marvin Mims anything more than a stash right now same thing with Michael Wilson I love Michael Wilson as a stash but it's going to be a few more weeks until he's unlocked Calvin Austin delivered the touchdown has the speed big playability but, I mean, this was the week, right? If you're going to stream a wide receiver with speed like Calvin Austin, it would be against the Raiders. So now that, that that week has expired, now I'm not as excited. Still stashing Calvin Austin in deep leagues. At tight end, it's Luke Musgrave. He has not had the big breakout week yet. That is coming. He's getting the targets, and he is super athletic. The breakout is coming. The breakout is coming. Luke Musgrave also great at the Senior Bowl. The two most athletic tight ends that were also productive and were just good at football, Sam Laporta, Luke Musgrave. They're the ones you wanted this year. And Luke Musgrave is happening. I just can't believe that Jordan Love, especially with his rushing production this past week, the come-from-behind win, he is Kenny Pickett. What I wanted Kenny Pickett to be this year. Everything I dreamed for Kenny Pickett this year is what Jordan Love is. And Kenny Pickett has been what I expected I would be getting from Jordan Love. It has been a body-snatching, trading-places situation where Jordan Love is outrushing Kenny Pickett. Jordan Love is, is, is scoring better in the leadership metrics. Jordan Love is engineering the comebacks. And Kenny Pickett is just either getting blown out or nursing leads and hoping to run out the clock. See, that's what I thought Jordan Love would be. I can't believe we have a body swap situation with Jordan Love and Kenneth Pickett Sr., but here we are. At quarterback, just want to, this is obvious, but let's just confirm this. C.J. Stroud should be picked up in single quarterback leagues. 
I would rather have C.J. Stroud over most quarterbacks, including Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and many others, right? Most others. Kenny Pickett, of course. I mean, C.J. Stroud, I'd rather have C.J. Stroud than uh, Jared Goff. There's so many, than Jordan Love. I would rather have C.J. Stroud than, than most quarterbacks. You'd have to, you basically, C.J. Stroud is the guy you want unless you have an elite quarterback. That's where we are with C.J. Stroud because he's been so prolific and we're going to see more rushing, more tactical scrambling from him. I'm very excited about C.J. Stroud and I'm very excited that he's doing what he's doing and Bryce Young has been a total zero. That excites me, right? Because I'm a sick person. I'm a sick, diseased man who is rooting for my takes, not for great football or for feats of athletic brilliance. I'm just hoping my takes come true. It's so pathetic and sad. And it's also pathetic and sad that now we're rooting for Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, you're bidding a couple weeks, right? He's week to week. Derek Carr, week to week. So Jameis Winston, he's going to give you a couple weeks at least. He's a downfield thrower. He's got, as a possession receiver, the, the, the most possession-y possession receiver of all time, Michael Thomas. He's got... A superstar in Chris Olave. He's got a downfield playmaker in Rashid Shaheed. He's got a quality receiving tight end in Juwan Johnson. He's got Alvin Kamara coming back. Just for a few weeks, it's worth 25% of your Superflex budget. And then Carr's shoulder could be a problem all year. So I want Jamison Winston. Did I say Jamison Winston? That's combining Jamison Williams and Jamison Winston, which isn't that far off, actually. So yes, I want Jamison Winston in super flex leagues. He's going to be streamable in single quarterback. This is the world. This, this, this is the world. Welcome to Jameis Winston world. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jordan Love, he is Kenny Pickett, what I wanted Kenny Pickett to be.